This is episode 656 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, July 19th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about more Streets of Rogue, a little bit more Shadows of the Damned, and that's about it, because I love that I love that Streets of Rogue. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and I don't love Shadows of the Damned. Funny thing about Shadows of the Damned, Last episode, I talked about after playing it for about two hours that I was pretty indifferent about it and that the episode probably wouldn't be that great because of that. You know, there's nothing good that comes out of indifference. Like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that that part was fine too. But, ho ho, when I return to it and have since finished it, I am no longer indifferent. I really do not like the game. It has these side-scrolling, uh, vertical-scrolling, shoot-em-up type sections, a handful of them, which are terrible. There are a handful of bits where your girlfriend, Paula, who you're trying to save and all that, she's been taken in the underworld, and you just get to see her get the shit beat out of her all the time. Uh, not literally, she's just getting decapitated. You know, she's not really getting beat up. She's just getting murdered, brutally murdered and tortured throughout the entire thing, which works in, in, in the whole setting and all that. But there are a few parts where she is super demented or whatever, and you have to run away from her because if she touches you, if she gets close enough to touch you, instant death. Guess what? Those sections suck ass. You can... Slow her down for a moment of time, for a short period of time, by hitting her with a light shot. And that is what got me to upgrade that ability, because it wasn't stunning her long enough at first. But those sections are terrible. At first, you just have to run away and get to a point. Then you have to run around in an area and collect something while avoiding her, so you have to make sure you're far enough away that you have time to aim at her and shoot her and hope you don't miss because the aiming in the game sucks. On a mouse and keyboard, if it is on PC, I'm sure aiming would feel much better. I said this last week, but with a controller, dealing with her or regular enemies, there are plenty of times where I'd miss headshots or I would shoot somebody and think I want to hit them in the torso and I would shoot right between their legs. I wouldn't even hit their crotch. And it just, it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, the the final boss pissed me off because it does pull a bit of a switcheroo. It's like, okay, it's over. Like, oh, that's kind of anticlimactic. Wait, the credits, the credits, nope. Uh-uh, you still got to do this thing, which wasn't even a super awesome boss fight switcheroo. It was just, oh, I got to do this for a few more minutes. Wonderful. Um, I... I really like the way it looks and I love the color palette but it's just not fun and mechanically it doesn't feel great Uh, so that'll be an interesting episode to put together hopefully I can get that done audio wise tonight so that I have the weekend to just get immersed in Resident Evil 2 because I'm just I am dying to play that uh I wish I had the ability to play Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 1 easily and capture footage for it. I wish the Polymega was here and available so I could do that super easily and get a decent capture out of it. 
because I would like to be able to compare and contrast uh, unlike what I was not able to do with the first Resident Evil. Like, could have, I, I think I own both Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 1. I have to check because I just put all my games away in a storage container, my PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games, because I retired my PS3, as I, I mentioned a few weeks ago or so. But, yeah, I would like to be able to compare and contrast the two a little bit. I, I definitely wouldn't play through the, the original version all the way to the end, because I just, I don't know. It's a, there's a bigger difference between Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 2 than Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 1 Remake. As, as far as I know. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to play Resident Evil 2, finally. Though I am a bit worried about Mr. X. I believe that's his name. Because I'm not a fan of these. I, I don't want to be rushed. I don't like the idea that I could take my time in a room or a space and just search or, or take in the beauty of the game. Because the game is gorgeous and I want to really suck in all that beautiful, beautiful art and architecture and all of that. But if I have to worry about this big hulking monster coming after me, if I dawdle around at all, I'm not, I'm not going to be a fan of that. So that, that has me a bit concerned. It's funny, too, because I really loved the the first remake. And the more time that I'm away from it, the more that I think I might want to replay this way sooner than later. And I think as well, I may end up liking the original Resident Evil more than Resident Evil 2. I can't say until I played, of course, but I was really surprised by how much I ended up liking that game. And when I say liking it, I mean loving it. I love Resident Evil. Uh, it is definitely... Of all the games I've played for Attack the Backlog, it's one of the top five, top three, maybe even one. It's 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 a real hard thing to do because I've played some amazing games, and Resident Evil is one of them. But that's uh, Shadows of the Damned. Before I get to Streets of Rogue talk, something that may be a thing I do every episode for a while now because I can see myself playing this game for a long time. And putting hundreds of hours into it. Uh, a trailer for a movie based on the musical Cats came out, I think, yesterday. That's when I saw it, at least. And it is weird. Uh, there's a fan base for that, I guess. But I saw the original Broadway production, a DVD of it, years ago. And I hated it. I really hate it. I love cats, but I hate cats. You know what I'm saying? I love cats, but I hate cats. It was terrible. Memories, a fine song, whatever. Good for that. But the rest of the songs I heard, nope. And the storyline was just, it was weird. It was weird and not in a good way. And the movie looks weird. And not in a good way for me. I guess if you're a furry, it's like furry heaven. Uh, and if your name is Enshi, and you find out that Corden's in it, you just, you really don't like James Corden. Jesus. 
uh, I don't even not like Meryl Streep that much. But is Meryl Streep in it? She should be in it. She's in fucking everything. And that would just give me more reason not to see it. That was weird, though. Anywho, Streets of Rogue, I beat it. My my last playthrough, I ended up dying. I don't remember how, but I then messed around with the mutators, which can really change the way you play the game in significant ways. So one of the mutators that I messed around with was infinite ammo. And this turns it into just a hectic twin stick shooter. Because even if you go into it saying, I'm only turning this on and I'm only going to use this if I get into a hairy situation. But other than that, I'm going to still try to play it more subtly, you know, be stealthy, hack things and all this, and and not make too much noise. The second you get into a hairy situation and you pull out your gun and you shoot and you're like, it's, I don't have to worry about ammo. I don't have to reload or anything. It's just, the bullets just keep coming and coming and coming. You won't be able to stop. I couldn't stop. I just started to wreak havoc and destroy the city. And when I killed the mayor, got to the final area and killed the mayor and went to the podium to give my speech, people were not happy with me. My electability in that run was terrible. But who cares? I have unlimited ammo. What are they going to do? Suck it. But um, I'm playing through it again and... I really like the the mutators in the game because they can make the game easier. They can make it more challenging. They could change the way it feels entirely. You have your handful of disasters. There are maybe about 10 or so, you know, like uh, riots and uh, zombie infestations and whatnot. You can turn some of them off so that you won't see them during your playthrough. You can have a handful of continues so that if you die during a run, you can continue the game three times. You can turn on endless mode so after you finish the last level, it continues, which is what I'm doing right now. I want to see how that plays out after that, if I if I reach that far. Um, and I just love that. And uh, there are 24 pre-made classes characters and then you're able to make i think 16 custom characters which i haven't messed around with yet but i only have a few more to unlock and one of them is going to be a bit of a pain because i have to get a gun first so that i can kill a ghost and that unlocks i think the werewolf and then the comedian i have to kill someone with a banana peel including myself which is maybe the way i'll go about doing that but I I love the class. Like there are so many different ways in which the the way uh, the the game can play out, and this includes the scenario, the seed of your playthrough, because that's the way the the procedurally generated uh, generation works. It's it's seed based, like with Minecraft or anything. You input a bunch of random, um, uh, what do you call them? In whatever inputs, you know, keystrokes. A, B, C, D numbers, uh, letters and numbers, and that will formulate a, a scenario for you, a handful of acts and all that. And depending on the class you use, you will be able to tackle situations in very different ways. For instance, I'm currently playing as the shopkeeper, and the shopkeeper always has a cellomatic on them. And this allows you to sell items um, all the time. You don't have to find one of these machines. And in addition to that, 
the cellomatic that you are always carrying, it never runs out of money. The ones on individual levels will run out of money. Most likely, you won't have that many items to sell. Probably that you'll you'll run into that situ- uh, that situation frequently, but it it's a possibility. Uh, so that that's a nice feature. And in addition to that, the shopkeeper can buy anything. Not anything. You can buy items from any person. So you can go up to anyone. You know, a bum, a cop, a whoever. And you can buy something from them, and the the prices will be inflated for that. But you can look at a situation and say, okay, I have to take out this person. You know, I have to kill them. I don't really have a weapon on me, and they have a gun, so this is not going to go well if I try to just attack them uh, straight up. But what I can do, since I have a fair amount of money on me, I can buy their gun from them and then kill them with their own gun which is crazy and awesome. And just one little example of what makes Streets of Rogue so special. And that is just something that happens if you're playing as a shopkeeper. You play as someone else. You play as a vampire. You can just sneak up behind them and suck their blood. And you do some damage to yourself so that you need to uh, drink some blood to heal yourself. And do it that way. Uh Depending on the items you get as rewards or find in trash cans or, or in safes or whatever, that can affect the way you play out. Uh, there's an item that makes, I think, everything you throw or, or a handful of things you throw. or It's either a, a small number, all items, or for a period of time, it'll make everything explode. So you can use that to your advantage. You have a bunch of rocks that don't do a lot of damage, but then you get this item and you can make things explode you get a a pill that'll make you uh electrifying so that people get electrocuted if they touch you something that can make you gigantic and you could just wreak havoc through the city and it's it's just a blast uh like i can't say enough good things about it the more i play it the more i love it the more I think that it will end up being my game of the year, because, like I mentioned last episode, the two the two candidates right now are A Play Tale Innocence and Streets of Rogue. A Play Tale Innocence is very special because I wasn't expecting much, and at first I wasn't sure of it, but it caught me off guard with its story and its world that immersed me in it so deeply. And the rat tech was impressive, and it looked beautiful, and the the stealth gameplay was surprisingly competent after the first hour or so where you didn't have a lot of options at hand but after that i felt like i had a fair amount of ways to tackle a situation to handle myself and the fact that i was escorting my little brother with me who could get taken that wasn't as big of a concern as I was worried about. Because in any kind of game where I have to worry about someone else and whether or not they're going to get taken or hurt, and if they do, then I have to restart a section, etc. I'm not a fan of those. That's why I stopped playing Resident Evil 4. I hated the president's daughter. I didn't like babysitting her. And I'm not sure if this was the case, but it's what I remember. I'm pretty sure even if you hide her in a dumpster... The enemy can still find her 
and take her and kill her. And then you restart an entire section. If I put a president's daughter in a dumpster, no one should be able to find her. Okay? That's how it should work. What's the point of even putting her in the dumpster then? But other than she sucks and she's garbage, so she's where she belongs. But Streets of Rogue, or, or Playtale Innocence, I, I really love, but Streets of Rogue is a game I can see myself playing for years because it'll always be different, even if it's after a while only slightly different. The, the individual experience of every run is special in its own way, and you never know what's going to happen. The AI is good. It's pretty damn good. And the way your choice of class and the items you get and the traits you get affects your, your run is big. And, and the mutators I really like. And there, there's space for a potential additional characters to be introduced, which would be fucking amazing. But I, I'm just having a blast with it. It's making me seriously consider streaming again. It's something I've been thinking about back and forth for a few months now. And part of what keeps me from streaming is just the fact that my up speeds are like 5 megabytes up. It's not a lot. I can get away with doing like 720p, 3.5 megabytes up, which isn't the best quality. And, and that is not something I want. I don't want to stream and just stream shit to people. So I've looked into upping my speed, but currently they say they can. So we'll see how that goes. But I think Streets of Rogue would be such a fantastic streaming game because it's a game that would encourage audience interaction and it would be really fun to, say, create a character with uh, the viewers and then see how that run plays out. And you could also do something where, like, oh, you guys have the game too? Well, why don't we all pick the same seed and let's, you know, you can watch me play through it and then you can try it yourself. Maybe you'll try a different class or you do this or that and see how things play out for you. I think there's a lot of fun to be had with Streets of Rogue as a streaming game. And I would like to put it out there more and help people find it and pick it up and hopefully love it like I'm currently loving it because it's a fantastic game. I've posted a few GIFs on Twitter and it's just, it's, it's a blast. And uh, I will be reiterating that for a good long while. I, I love the game. It is, if it, if it keeps me feeling this way for hours and hours and hours and hours, it may very well crack my top 25 of all time. It is, it has that potential to be the, to be that special. Um, you know, it's not quite into the breach yet, but it's, it's could get on that level. It won't top into the breach into the breach is a top 10 game. It is the best strategy game I've ever played, but streets of rogue, it, it could get closer than I ever would have expected. And that that's the nice thing about this year. I haven't played a lot of games that I've really loved, but the, the few I have are, are not only games that I think are fantastic, but they're both games that caught me off guard, really surprised me, and are, are games that I think everyone should check out because they're, they're fantastic in very different ways. You know, they, they could not be more different. I mean, they could be more different. A Plague Tale could be a rhythm-based 
I don't know, anime incest game. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that just reminded me now. Now I'm sad because uh, news happened, I think, Wednesday evening that someone, a man, I think a 44-year-old man, started a fire at one of the offices of Kyoto Animation. And last I checked, I think there were 33 confirmed deaths. It's just, it's really sad, and I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Sentai Filmworks put up, uh, or started, I think, a GoFundMe uh, fund, and they've already raised over a million dollars for the people and everything, which is really nice and amazing to see that kind of... Um, support and, and see it so quickly but the thing that was really disgusting in addition to the act itself and, and the tragedy of it all was just seeing people on twitter the 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 worst of the worst anime fans this, the, the anime fans that are stereotyped and give all of us a bad name making jokes about Kyoto animation, whether it's like, oh, they shouldn't have made this anime, you know, oh, this is what they get for making this anime. People like shitting on free, like, oh, you, blah, 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 you shouldn't have made, like, this is what happens. Or people complaining about, well, what does this mean for this series that I'm looking forward to? This series has had, like, oh, well, am I going to have to wait longer to see this or, th or that or what? Like, who gives a shit? Like, I love anime. I love Kyoto animation. Kyoto animation is one of my favorite animation studios because they do incredible work. Even if I don't always love the stories of their their series their or movies from a technical standpoint they're probably the best they're the fucking unbelievable if, if you watch uh what is it uh hebeke euphonium or sound euphonium there are some shots in that series that are fucking unbelievably gorgeous and then the story's all right too. Uh, and I, they did the the adaptation of a silent voice, which is beautiful. Uh, they, they are so fucking talented, and it, it's so sad that there there's this loss that so many young creators and creatives have lost their life so early, way before they should have. But I, I don't care about what this means in terms of when a series or a movie is coming out. I'm just sad that, you know, some wonderful people have lost their life for some stupid reason. I don't believe a reason has been uh, said at this point, but I don't know. It could, it could be something really terrible like, oh, he's a disgruntled anime fan who didn't like the direction of a series or this or that or like oh i, I don't want to hear it um but it's it's some some sad sad news and i have a, a downer way to end the show but yeah if you would like to support uh kyoto animation in this time i believe that that gofundme page is still up um, you can sure you can find it googling, or of course you can some buy some Kyoto Animation uh, stuff, whether it's series or merchandise or whatever. 
Um, show them you love them. Don't be upset that your your favorite series or your the series you're looking forward to, a movie you're looking forward to, might be delayed. Don't bitch and complain about that shit. Don't make jokes. This isn't the time for jokes. Whether you're like I don't whether you like anime or not, this isn't the time for jokes. If you're like, oh, oh this is you know, oh, serving anime people right for making garbage, for making trash. Go fuck yourself if you feel that way at all, or if you make those jokes. Yeah. Anywho, that will do it for this here episode. Oh. Hmm. Yep, that that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Cruznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch them there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.